0: As a human being, I thoroughly enjoy the process of buying something for 10 and selling it for 20.
1: Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The
0: flags of freedom fly.
1: Choose to do what you want, what you want, with who you want, with who you want, when you want, when you want, with another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. All right. What is up? We've got the man, the myth, the flips for miles. Miles, what's up, buddy? Oh, yeah. we
0: excited to chop it up here. Should be a good time.
1: Dude, I'm so pumped about this because I have a lot of real estate guys on the show, and I'm trying to actively make effort to diversify because there's so many different ways to make money out here, especially with this thing called the internet, brand spanking new. Maybe people have heard of it. And people are on there just being able to leverage and scale their time. So fast and so far, and you're one of the dudes that's just murdering it. And I love watching you from a distance. So now I'm excited to be able to see it a little bit up close and kind of under the hood and see how you maneuver this business because you started it just from the ground up. And now, you're, what are you printing out per month?
0: Yeah, like the Amazon side of things, a couple five figures in profit basically, and that's just like reselling essentially, and then a little bit of software stuff and then some personal brand stuff as well. Okay, there we go. So everybody,
1: if you are listening to the show, are you a fan of money? Cool. Great. Are you a fan of making five figures per month? Cool. Great. Let's get to it, baby. So, Miles, talk to me about income sovereignty.
0: Yeah. So it sounds a lot cooler than it uh when I said it, or I guess when you put it like that, but basically, yeah, just like making money online independent of, I guess, authority or something like that, or like having kind of control basically of stuff. And I think everyone can do it, even if it's like a side thing or whatever, because it started out as a side thing for me back in the day. And I just kind kinda of kept like snowballing it and learning and spent a lot of time on a lot of things that didn't really work. But I think there's a necessary year or two long period. And it works great to get into if you're young, where you have to learn a bunch of different things, whether it's like, pitching someone on services, which I did a lot of, even though it doesn't relate to what I do now. A lot of like digital marketing stuff. There's a lot of like books to go through too. And kind of just like learning a proprietary skill set that then translates to being able to do a certain amount of, do certain stuff online, leveraging the internet and everything. makes make some good money with it basically. And that takes, took me a while, like years and years to figure it out. And it really nicely clicked a big inflection point, like a year ago, August, and they've done some pretty cool stuff since and everything. So yeah, all that. And a lot of like vertical integration too, like different stuff in the same industry. Started out selling on Amazon. Now I'm a uh, part of a pretty cool growing Amazon software company and then have like a personal brand where I documented the whole thing along with it creates a lot of like e learning business opportunities too.
1: So talk a little bit about building in public, because that's something that's really big on our Twitters. And that's how you and I got introduced to each other is just through Twitter specifically. And we will go into personal brand and all that in the back half, because I know people are sick of me talking about it in the front, because I won't shut up about it. But we are going to talk about it, people, and you're going to listen. But first, let's talk about specifically that. And then we'll go into your business.
0: Yeah, so I've actually, it'll be four years in January, I've had the Flips for Miles page. And through that time, I've like 100x my monthly income pretty much on it right around, (laughs) or like consistently right around that, basically. And it's, yeah, always been a documentation feature. But the key is that one, it's completely free to post. Um, But there's no direct ROI to it, right? There's a a big indirect ROI in the people you meet, the stuff you learn, the ideas you get to expose to, and more people should take advantage of it, in my opinion. And everyone wants to worry about, oh, like having a great mic or video quality or whatever. Like it literally doesn't matter because something is so much better than not than nothing worry about being perfect in the future and everything so I've always just pretty much like documented it and pretty much had the camera rolling for almost 4 years and uh, what's interesting is like throughout the years like I used to be really interested in early retirement and stuff years ago not not super worried about that or anything but pretty much documented the whole thing just like posting what I was doing before I was doing Amazon back when I was just reselling stuff on other platforms then starting Amazon the first time, shutting it down because of COVID, because I couldn't get inventory, starting it up again, because I was still tapping into all the information flows. And someone was like, hey, dude, do this. And I was like, oh, you can do that now. And then started it and it's basically go time the whole time. But all the guys I talked to on a day-to-day basis, like everyone outside of like immediate family was met online and everything. I've gotten like so much value and hopefully provided some value to others too along the way, basically.
1: And I like that you're doing it where you are like documenting as you build. That's not necessarily anywhere else where people are like, Hey, I don't, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing yet, but here's what I'm doing. And now I'm doing this. Hey, this worked. This didn't work. And so that's exactly what I'm doing right now with this trip, because I, you can't really Google this shit. You can't really Google, you know, Hey, how do you make this travel around the world thing work while building a business? Like, so I'm documenting in public and I'm saying, Hey, here's what I did. Here's what I did wrong. And it's just an interesting thing because that removes any roadblock that people would use with their ego to say, Hey, I can't post until XYZ. Like yeah, I can't so be valuable.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. When really what everyone online, or at least what I wanted to do online is just find people that you know, think about the same stuff. Path. or the Exactly. Yeah. Do, you know, doing the same stuff. Cause like yeah. know, these guys I learned with the past couple of years, like all of them now, outside of one, I didn't know outside of like, instagram and then eventually twitter and uh, and stuff and everything like that but yeah it's fun stuff and you, you get to know people you make friends outside of the business and then you end up talking about the business more and everything it's uh ironically completely free and i think more people should take advantage of it i love it man so walk us
1: through what you do because i have a rudimentary understanding of it but i don't really have a detailed understanding and but what i'm seeing though is from and like, please correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like what you're doing is a great opportunity with low original overhead to be able to get started in something and produce, like you said, 10 figures per month. And I know that there are people that are listening to this that are maybe in that corporate job and they're like, Hey, I'm making 40, 50, 60,000 a year. I need something else to accelerate this journey so I can buy the real estate, get the passive income and get out of here. So talk a little bit about what you do. And then we'll back it up into how you got started and all of that path that you've been documenting.
0: Yeah. So basically, we all know Amazon. We all probably buy stuff from Amazon. What most people don't know is over 50% of the products sold through Amazon actually come from third-party sellers, which could be someone that creates their own brand, which is called private labeling, like buying stuff from China, putting their own name and label on it, wholesaling stuff, buying from distributors, which kind of like the more higher leverage point of what I do. And what I actually do is just reselling where I buy from like Retail stores, not necessarily like Walmart, but that's like the easy example. Sites like that where there's just margin opportunity for whatever reason, there's outsized demand on Amazon or they're significantly discounted in-store or online on different stuff and basically just arbitrage of the margin. There's stuff like pairs of shorts, shoes, hair clippers, beauty nail polish, all different types of stuff like that. Just in-demand items that I can buy discounted rates between the data available of past sales that Amazon makes available essentially. And then on top of that, I do my own Amazon business. And then we have a software tool that helps Amazon sellers called SellerAmp find more profitable items basically on that too. It's like basically what I wish I had when I was starting.
1: So do you, when you're looking for these arbitrage opportunities, are you starting with a product that you're finding a discount and then going to Amazon to see what the arbitrage and what the spread is? Or are you starting with Amazon to see what's a hot topic and then backing up and then looking for that product cheaply through distributors?
0: Yeah. So that's a very good point. It's like chicken and egg. Do you find a good product or you find a good distributor first or source essentially on mm-hmm. it? And yeah, so it's it. I can go out and look on eastbay.com and see what they have. Cause I, I can see stuff that other people can't when they're new. And that comes from years of experience on that. So I would beginners typically what our what Selleramp does is it basically makes it easier for you to find listings that have good velocity on amazon that are being sold by successful sellers right so if it's sold by a successful seller and it sells quick that's an item you would probably want to go out and look for properly so that's called like reverse sourcing and that's what i like to do finding very in-demand stuff that's being sold by successful sellers typically from looking at their catalog and then going out and looking for those items properly and the key is that I'm pretty good with coupons now after doing it for a little while. So a lot of examples of what I'll sell is it's something that like. Sells consistently between seventy and eighty bucks, and it's forty on Footlocker or something. But I have a twenty-five percent off coupon, so I pay thirty, and then I ship through a sales tax free state, so I avoid the sales tax on it too, and then make like a forty, a forty-five percent return on that. And the nice is pr- stuff's pretty liquid too. A lot of this stuff moves within two weeks or so of being available, and everything. We have a lot of control over what we buy. The data is really clear on stuff, so you can really turn capital quick if you know, you know how to do it right. <laughs>
1: Okay. So we're talking about like a profit margin of 45%.
0: That ROI in some cases, if you're like sub five figures profit a month, it's typically in the range of like, you can really optimize to like 20, 25%. But in my opinion, if you're going to be just sitting at home ordering stuff online, it's going to be around like 17, 15 to 18, depending. And that's like, sure, you could spend more time doing it. But in my opinion, you're better off just Taking low hanging fruit and stuff, and then mine's like thirteen to fifteen percent depending on month. Hopefully, this this December be like fifteen to seventeen and rip like six hundred k in revenue. Hopefully, (laughs) more than that we'll see that.
1: And does this come with scale? Does this come with like economies of scale? Or is this something that you it's like 20% off the rip, even if you're starting with like $1,000 a product?
0: That's a great question. And not necessarily on the actual just reselling side of things, buying from stores, going the wholesale route or the private label route. Definitely there's economies of scale, but you could economies of scale in the way your knowledge compounds and your money compounds that you like, because you have done now you can do more and stuff. So it's not necessarily like formulaic, but I would say, but definitely not in the terms like there's no bulk discounts in resung. There is in wholesale, there is in private label, but for what I do, not really.
1: Okay. So I want to get into the warehousing operations, but I'm curious before we get into the warehousing part, because you're uh, shipping specifically out of the States where it makes sense. And so obviously that makes sense, but I'm curious, what does an overhead look like for you on any given month, like running one of these types of businesses?
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of, you can do it two ways. If you have your own warehouse, it'd be heavily fixed based with like employees and stuff. I just use a 3PL, like, basically a prep service that they i pay a per unit cost so it's heavily variable on stuff but yeah so i spent 200 bucks a month in software and then i don't pay for really any supplies because most of the prep center does most i still do some bit of myself for lower profit per unit stuff i can't afford to send them just based on the way the metrics work on that specific item but yeah probably like five grand ish a month in like in fixed costs. And then obviously Amazon fees are like, I don't know, like a hundred grand a month or something at this point, uh, maybe not that much, but they are a lot, but that isn't, I don't really consider that overhead cost necessarily. Cause it's like part of the gross margin, I would say.
1: That makes sense. So yeah. it's not like just a, it's not just a cost that you're eating. It's just part of the process. Yeah, just that's like, a good way just like it. if you go buy, if you go buy like a piece of gum or a piece of candy at a grocery store, you're going to pay tax on that. You're not going to be like, Oh, this is extra. That's to be yeah. expected. Okay, cool. So walk us back through. So you're saying that you're paying a hundred thousand dollars in Amazon seller fees, and we can get it's into like what the percentages are. 500,000, two hundred, five hundred thousand, two million yeah, in Amazon. So fee. like
0: this month, I'll do like three hundred-ish in revenue, and then I, some of my buys went wrong this month. So it'll probably be like thirty k of profit or something on that. And then so it's the cost of goods is like one fifty, around that, and then yeah. So I guess right around yeah a hundred thousand in like in either fixed costs or variable costs or Amazon fee. Yeah, right around that. Yeah, now that I think about it for this month. Working on getting the margin up though. And I think it can be really high or higher in December. So even if you break it down to like just pure like 13 to 15% ROI on your
1: capital. like
0: The ROI is higher than that because there's fees involved. That would be margin on the sales. ROI is in the 20s. Because okay, that's... So yeah, it's like comparing it to sales, or comparing it to like your inputs.
1: Got it. Okay, so from a purely capital... Capitalistic perspective on ROI, then you've got 20%. Oh, my. So easy. Oh, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so if we're talking about like investment vehicles here, people listening, like real estate rocks. I love real estate. Everyone loves real estate. We have guys that are massive in real estate here. But if you're listening to this right now and maybe you are priced out of the market and you can't figure out how to get into that starter home or your first investment property and you're looking at the stock market and you're terrified of the stock market, this sounds like something that's relatively within your locus of control to where you've got a 20% ROI that you're staring at. You don't have to go out into the wilderness. Miles has already done it and I'm sure other people are doing this as well so it's like you don't have to reinvent the wheel and you've got a 20% spread yeah, here i more, mean not spread yeah, more online.
0: like 25 30 depending on the month and everything but it's obviously active there's a lot of skill that went into it. but just it so we talk about like making money online and everything There's something for everyone if you're like willing to take a year or two to learn some type of thing whether it's service-based like shopify ecom like amazon whatever like something for everyone out there if you take time to learn it best part is to try as much as possible and then you f- figure something out like i did Cool.
1: So before we get back into your backstory, who is this for? And who should run away from this? Who should just be like, all right, this is not for me?
0: Yeah. So it's like super cliche, but like everyone, there's such a misconception around making money online that it should work like tomorrow. And that's obviously how it's marketed online. Like people selling stuff and everything. But it's going to take, a, what's online, gonna take yeah. a while to learn. Yeah, like it's going to take a while to learn. But yeah, if you can't like focus on stuff, it's going to be pretty difficult and everything like over the long term. And then it's tough. If you have, let have like 500 bucks, you probably got to either sell a service or like, like Facebook marketplace type flipping or something like that. Cause you haven't earned, you need to do something to get some money in your pocket. And that, that should be hard to do if you have that low amount of capital and everything. But yeah, if someone has time, obviously I tend to more serve the people looking to like really go hard with it and go full-time with it because i think they're easier to help on stuff But yeah tons of people started part-time i started part-time and everything and then like it's really if you really want to succeed it has to be the type of thing you really live and breathe like you think about you talk to other people online about and and everything so what
1: level of capital do you think would be a a decent baseline starting point for someone to jump in like ten thousand?
0: Uh, oh, I'd say less than that. Like, you, it, obviously, if you have that much, you can come into it with a like really abundant mindset around like you can get software immediately, right? You can take some time to learn and everything like like a few thousand bucks is pretty sufficient on everything like that. If you have below it, it's just going to be difficult and you're going to come at it from kind of scarcity, you know, view of it, I, I guess you'd say, which obviously, so in this case, be yeah, a couple thousand typically ideal.
1: Okay, cool. Let's get into your backstory here and about how you started this out and how you built it up. And then afterwards, we can go into what you would do different because you said you would do things differently. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I uh, started reselling stuff back in 2011 and pretty much only did like Legos till 2014 how old are Uh, are you right now sorry i am i'll be 24 next month yeah so i was like uh, 12 and 13 back then but i was making content (laughs) back then too yeah so like i uh i've been actually doing like the person that's been the longest standing thing i've done really well outside of playing basketball in my life is like making content like online and whatever you know like chopping like i was grinding engagement stuff back in like 2012 so yeah i started that in uh, 2011 started my lego page on a site called Flickr. 2014 i remember Flickr. Oh, dude, it's good. they they <laughs> destroyed it. Yahoo bought it, and they destroyed the land. Just like but, everything. Yeah. So I started that in 2011, 2014. One of the dudes I was doing Legos with was like, dude, I got all these shoes. Like, where are you getting them? And he's like, oh, I've been flipping them. Similar to the way we do to... Legos. He showed me how to do it, added me to all the Facebook groups, scammed me out of 500 bucks the next month, best 500 bucks I ever spent. Did it really part-time from 2014 to 2018, which was my freshman year of college. Freshman year of college ends. Two of my top three friends transfer. That's grind time, all business. That 2018 to 2019 year that I was getting after it all. All business yep. was going out a lot less because I uh, there was just less to do basically because some of my boys left. So I really started getting after it, then started four years ago this month actually was my first 1,000 profit month. And then that like December, I made like a grand in profit, which I was like, oh, really? You can really do some stuff with this. And then I started the Flips for Miles page in 2019, got really sidetracked. It started doing Amazon, which was a massive failure for 18 months. And then COVID hit. I spent all of 2020 trying every business model under the sun. And then the key is that when I started Amazon in 2019 and 2020, no one knew how to unlock to be able to sell really big brands like lego or nike or or anything like that like amazon just didn't allow it or no one told me how to do it if the method existed and basically in 2020 that then started becoming mainstream to be able to do and because i was trying everything throughout 2020 and still online still following amazon people eventually someone was like dude like you, you can get lego unlocked now i was like dude for real and then like two months after i tried it and it worked and then it was immediately go time so February 2021 is when I started Amazon again. And then my first five grand profit month, August, first 10, November, first 30, December, first 50. And that's actually my only 50k profit month, but I should be able to double that this December and everything. But yeah, so it's basically a long and monotonous journey of understanding that I, as a, as a human being, I thoroughly enjoy the process of buying something for 10 and selling it for 20 and making three bucks on it and, or trading a Lego with a kid in Montana or something that I know I could do sell for 10 and I'm getting for him from $1 in bulk or something like that. There's a ton of stuff like that. And I really do it for the money, like the first eight years, basically. I started trying to make money in like 2019. Once the stuff I really clicked in uh, in 2018 and everything, but... Yeah, I just always like I guess you could say, I mean everything commerce and then like content too, and basketball, but those are kind of related. I've been the two real constants since like 2011, basically. Just like always love taking good pictures of stuff, getting likes on it and everything. And then I guess building audience too, although I didn't really, no one really cared about followers to be honest, in the Lego side of things. But yeah, it's good times. But basically, yeah, just always been doing the uh, the content side of things and selling stuff. And ironically, it's still what I do now. It'll be 12 years in a <laughs>
1: wow yeah content commerce and crossing ankles that's yeah oh do.
0: Dude, that's a good way to put it yeah that's basically my i'll uh, be the name of my memoir or something
1: yeah there you go it's <laughs> yeah. like i'm building this thing now
0: yeah i think it's the nature of like kind of the hustle the hustle part of it because that's like really necessary know, i've like employed rich here and there write some bas yeah stuff like that and everything but yeah and naturally too because i have the software company like i have to know what like the beginner user needs to know and everything so i'm so deep in the trenches on that kind of stuff still and will be hopefully the next three to five years.
1: I love it, and it's exactly what Gary vaynerchuk has been preaching for this entire time. That's you know, my he's guy. been saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. From day Gary one, that's V's been my saying guy. the same thing, flipping, flipping over at uh, garage sales oh, yeah. and hustling stuff online, like flipping it. So, what I'm noticing from everything that you're saying is like to answer my own question for people that are like trying to decide okay, cool. Sounds awesome. Is this something I want to dive into? How I'm viewing it is every single person, like Alex Hormozy's blown up on Twitter and Instagram, TikTok, taking over the world. He'll probably run for president. Who knows? At this point, he, he posted a TikTok and he talked about, he was like, out of all the successful people I see, one thing that's in common and every single person had like their rocky training montage. that Every single entrepreneur took that time where it was like that two or three year span and they just mastered something, no matter what it was, whether it be sales, marketing, commerce, real estate, flips, Airbnb. And you did your Rocky montage in college when all your friends left.
0: Yeah, yeah. And obviously, he's relating to a far different level of success than I've had. We'll see where it goes and everything. But yeah, I think a lot of people discredit the learning part of uh, just the process of trying stuff.
1: Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about the compounding nature of skills and learning.
0: Yeah. Oh, so I'm like early, man. Hey, I think it'll be cool. Yeah. So it's like you think about, right. So like now in, for example, my personal brand, right. So I like make videos, distribute content, grow the email list, grow community, like all that stuff is fundamental things. All right. Got to know how to shoot a video. Got to know how to like title a video at least decently how algorithms work, sending emails, copywriting. And so like, so much of that is the nice part is like, you can look at what people that are doing tons of money are making. It's free to join their email list. It's free to read their content or whatever, listen to the podcast they've done. Need, like I r- really can learn a lot. Like for example, my email list does really well for me, whether it's driving traffic to like our podcast or new video I post or like we're doing a course price increase or whatever. And a lot of that is fundamentally taken from I have a burner email that's on all the email lists of people that I know are making tons of money. So I can see what I subject the lines they are doing like how they're doing different stuff and everything. That's completely free and it's just having I guess just like I literally just did, like a burner email. It's one example of a lot of things. like reading books is super cheap stuff, And then really thinking about how the guys who really do it well operate and then trying to pick pick out little pieces of different stuff.
1: Yeah, because then you're applying leverage because you're able to do one to many and you've got the email list built up and then you can start to grow the passivity in your business as you're trying to exit it and then make it become a machine. So what would that look like for your business? Is this something that you're looking to do with Amazon? Like what is the passivity with it? And what is like a day-to-day look like building one of these businesses? Because like... 30 grand a month in profit is nothing. And I'm oh, assuming that's yeah. take
0: home, right? Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Not, yeah It's, it's nothing a to shake it. Yeah. Like yeah. in terms of the accounting stuff, I have it down like decent on stuff, but yeah. So in terms of like, it so the big leverage point for me, and this is very not for other people. I think it should be for more people is like, I'm so tapped into like other people. I talk to tons of people about this every day. We share ideas and stuff. So that's a big leverage point is having a lot of like information come to me. Different stuff that's obviously taking years. You know, I guess reputation. Like, like posting, giving away free value, stuff like that. And then, yeah, so the prep center is in New Hampshire. So like the 3PL that handles all the inventory. So that's at like 70% outsourced in terms of stuff. I'm still working on raising my average sale price a little bit so I can send everything there. Just cause I can't afford to pay them $1.50 if I make it three bucks a unit. Yeah, it just it, yeah. Like, the math doesn't work on stuff. So that's why I got to raise my average sale price so I can afford to pay them on everything. It's just another process on that. But yeah, so it'd be like, yeah, virtual assistants are big too. So it'd be virtual assistants finding most of the products, Potentially like a head VA that does the account management stuff, but that, that's not much. Like I'm happy to do all that stuff. The big like equity place is the, like the software company and then. But as a byproduct of the personal rent, which obviously can't be sold, building things that could be through it. But we'll see. I'm all in it for the cash flow right now and stuff like I'm trying to build wealth. This like first phase of stuff and then maybe take a moonshot later, something that doesn't have my face on it or anything. But I'm pretty happy just to run up this next all this stuff the next few years, even if there is an exit potential on some of it
1: yeah i was about to say you there it definitely is an exit potential but it's just going to have to be more systematized to where yeah, it yeah never like will you're be. just removed.
0: in my opinion it never will be probably just it's just difficult because there's like the differentiating factor is a lot of like intangible stuff that it would be really hard to teach someone else in my opinion sure that might be a limiting belief and that's fine you know what i mean like I, i'm happy with what i'm like rolling with now in terms of stuff and i think it'll bring good stuff down the line
1: no i agree and if you're making like when i was 24 like I just gotten up into sales, but I like, I was making six figures, wasn't making thirty grand a month. Like that was later on. So it's just like your time horizon is insane. So I'm curious this isn't necessarily for the people that are listening, but just like my own general curiosity here so when you're taking this home like are you investing that what are you doing yeah, with that I are just, you putting dude, it back into your business no, are you buying more buy legos the,
0: yeah i just buy the sp500 to be honest like eventually i'll okay. uh, once i become accredited i'll start doing some gp or lp stuff hopefully but yeah i just like sp500 too i just keep it simple like my upside is in you know trying to make more money not worrying about trying to make 15 percent annualized instead of 10 or whatever
1: yeah, because right now your business yeah, is exactly. doing I'm that. Sure that might change off.
0: on stuff and everything. But I, I was really back in the day. I was really interested in like the fire movement type stuff and everything. And so I just want to at least or have the upside to achieve what I thought I was going to in ten or fifteen in like the next two to four years on stuff. So I'm gonna max that out and then worry about it then. Potentially down the line. But yeah, I literally just... So like, you don't, you really don't care simple. about financial independence, retire? I don't care about the retire early part whatsoever. Honestly. My man. It'd just be so boring, to be honest. <laughs> to me. For, for me, at least. And who knows? That could I change, could tell you. Too. It'll be different with like family or whatever, probably too. But that's decade down the line.
1: Yeah, dude. So I'll go ahead and tell you, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like, because you're, that's one of the reasons we do the show is I want people to get financially free, but I want them to move from passive income to passionate income. So it's just if you're cut like this and you're cut like the person that's going to get the cash flow, get the passive income, get up to be a millionaire, all this stuff, you're not the type of cat that's going to just lay on a beach because it's not fulfilling because you're not moving or growing or learning or doing anything you're just laying there
0: yeah and there's a lot to be said that doesn't have to be business oriented Like, it maybe i'll like really land on a different sport or something down the line but yeah the motor part's the big part i think that's what all the all these guys online that are crying crud- it's the motor part i just can't sit still I like always got to be doing something you get that energy channel correctly good things happen
1: yeah because what <laughs> is gary vanderchuk gonna just like take a nap no he hasn't slept since 2007 So he's going to keep going. But man, no, I love this. What are some resources that you can trust? And that may be you as well. I don't know because you said you were building something with online education. I don't know if it's already built but where would you recommend people going to learn more about this from an incredible source?
0: Yeah, so I uh, post three YouTube videos a week, one or two podcasts a week. So that's just flips for mile. We have the Buy Box Bandits podcast, which is good as well. I'd say like we have a Discord community with like, 35,000 members too. That's c- completely free that we live stream with a few times a week on different stuff. So yeah, I'd say start really low risk Figure out if it's something for you. But if you're that person listening, it's like, Oh, I want to try something. Like there is no wanting to try. If you actually wanted to try, you would have already started, you know, and stuff. So whatever it is, whether it's this or not, like you got to just get going with stuff because then you'll figure out if it's for you quicker. And if it's not for you, that's fine. Right. Something else probably will be right. But it's that constant iteration on stuff where you eventually find the sauce that clicks for you.
1: Do you do anything one on one or? (laughs)
0: Kind of. Yeah. It would be the kind of thing where it's not B2C. It's just B2B. Like it's someone who's already been in my ecosystem for a while who's already doing stuff. But yeah, but it's not for beginners mostly. All right. Sweet. Well,
1: and then plug the handles again one more yes, time.
0: Yeah. So it's flips the number four miles on on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and like, I guess, TikTok or whatever to on that. And then Buy Box bandits podcast software company, selleramp.com on that. Yeah. So doing some pretty good stuff, at least I think, and hopefully they will continue. Awesome, man.
1: Now, dude, this has been insanely fun because we've literally gotten like an hour. I don't know where else to take you because you and I just did a master class in 34 minutes. And this, there's not a single bit of fluff in this. This was perfect. And I uh, hope all of you guys that are listening enjoyed this. I'm sure you did because we just gave you a whole new way that I haven't really heard of for you guys to make some extra freaking moolah so that you can dump it into real estate, become millionaires, and then go on the beach for a week, realize that you don't want to do it anymore, and then build your side business. Yeah. so, <laughs> Dude, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much for coming on. And one uh, needs to go and check out Flips 4 Miles, it's the number four. And uh, you're telling me this, this is freaking awesome, man. I love what you're doing. I can't wait to see where you're going with it.
0: Yeah, dude, 100%, man. Uh, it's good stuff. Thank you for taking the time during the trip and everything. I'm excited to see more, uh, more stuff on the timeline and everything like that.
1: Hell yeah, brother. This has been Brian and Flips for Miles with the Action Academy Podcast signing off. Hey, real quick, if you're still listening to today's episode, I'm assuming you got value from it. So I need your help specifically. My two-year vision with this show is to help over 1 million people do what they want, when they want, with who they want. And I can only do that with your help. There are two main ways that a podcast grows. One is through ratings and reviews, and the other is word of mouth. If you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as send this to one or two friends that you think would get value from it, we can reach the people that we're looking to reach. Thanks in advance. Talk tomorrow.